Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Atatula. That's the voice of the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks to David, thanks to Ross, and thanks to you for rocking with us here on a Thursday evening. It's the first first time in a little while where it's like, hey, thanks for being here on a Thursday, but there ain't no football on. NSM? Ain't no football on. Not. Not this week. Nope. It, Last weekend of the season, but not on a Thursday. Baby, we made it, right? We we are we are uh-huh. so close to the end of the regular season in the NFL. Don't worry though. Still some sports, particularly in the Metroplex on. It looks like we're getting ready to uh get going with the puck drop of the second period at the AAC. Uh the score is one to one in uh with your I was about to say in favor, but if it's one to one, nobody's really in favor in that situation. But it's stars abs at the AAC, stars uh doing Doing that work as of right now. Held the, held the lead for all of like two minutes. Yeah. Uh, but they have gotten on the board. Scott Wedgwood between the pipes. Goal, man. And so, look, man, really, really hoping for a much-needed win against a big-time good opponent uh, in the Colorado Avalanche. So, yeah, we'll keep you up to date with what's happening there. But as we veer towards Week 18, the final week of the national football season, uh, we've been answering the biggest questions heading into the final week. Yesterday, we we tackled a few of them, the ones that we talked about, because I know you were handling your business when it can, when it comes to Mavs basketball at that very same arena. Last night. We talked about who would win the AFC East. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that between, obviously, the big-time winner-take-all game between Bills-Dolphins? Do you lean one way or the other, CA? Um, I want to say it's Miami's game to lose, but Buffalo is desperate, and I'm I'm gonna go I'm going with Miami. Okay. I just I just think this Miami's game to lose, but Buffalo's very dangerous. Absolutely. It's this this it's a nice showdown. They're they're not a, they haven't been all that consistent down the stretch here. Now the one thing for Miami is that they're they're dealing with some injuries, so exactly. we'll see how that plays out. But of course, that's one of the biggest questions. Did you say Chubb is out now? Bradley Chubb torn ACL, if I remember correctly. Last out for the rest game of the, of the season. season. Yeah, that's that's really I mean, last last weekend's game. Absolutely. Um, another one that we already talked about. What about the NFC East? And that one that one feels obvious. The Cowboys should be able to handle their business and wrap, wrap that one up. Right? And the craziest streak of all. All the NFL, I think it's the craziest streak. No one has been a repeat champion of the NFC East since 2004. Mm-hmm. If the Cowboys beat Washington, if if they lose, Philadelphia gets it. Nobody's done this. It's it's that talk about balance. That don't make any sense to me. 
How has nobody ever repeated as champion? Yeah, it, it feels like this weird anomaly that I'm kind of ready for it to go in some ways because it, it's just been this weird thing it's that's so hung odd. over the entire The other thing that's so crazy about it, you've division. had Super Bowl champions, not yeah. the Cowboys, but since 2004, there have been Super Bowl champions coming out of the NFC East. So you would think that Super Bowl champion would dominate at least when, you know, and teams have gone to the Super Bowl. You would think they win the division the next year. Right. Um, we also talked about the AFC South, right? Because it seems like the Jags probably win the AFC South, but the Texans and the Colts facing off on Saturday, mm-hmm. big time game between them. Which one of those? Or do you lean one way or the other on either of those? I think the Texans gonna win that one. I I like that too. They've got the Colts have an opportunity to do something really still because that mm-hmm. Texas defense is susceptible. It's not all the way there in being what I like to call the baby Niners, mm-hmm. right? They're not all the way there in the the Colts. Uh, it's not Gardner Minshew in per se, but the uh, the 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 tutelage of Shane Steichen, the play calling, and he's been really good. So. He's been really good. They got him from the Eagles. And by the way, I just like Houston's quarterback. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, ahead, yeah. It, looks, it looks like people. Tyler Sagan has given your Dallas Stars a lead at the AAC. 2-1 is the score about 18 minutes or about two minutes into the uh, second period. Shout out to Tyler Sagan, who has four points in the last three games. Um, all right, so some big questions that are going to be answered headed into week 18 of the NFL season. This one, Lamar Jackson's wrapped up the MVP. I think we're yes, comfortable with that. Okay. Yeah. But what about And he's not even going to play this Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Tyler Huntley will start for the Baltimore Ravens. But what about the other awards? So Offensive Player of the Year ends up being, in some ways, uh, another player, non-quarterback. Uh, who do we feel? I mean, that's a question that's up there, but it feels like it's a question that's relatively easily answered. I'm going to say the guy I thought should have won the Heisman back in the day. Uh, Chris McCaffrey. Chris McCaffrey. Every time you say that, I think like, hey, uh, Stanford Stanford player winning the Heisman, I think about, you remember, uh, was it Bryce Love? Yeah. Cat that uh, definitely should have went out that first uh-huh. year and then stayed and then, well, uh, yeah, 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 you got you got the love of Stanford, I guess. Uh, but no, yes, uh, offensive player of the year feels, it feels like there's it's, no other player that it should go to yeah. beside Chris. In fact, CeeDee Lamb. Said as much earlier today. Mm-hmm, he did. Right? And I, I don't know how much of that is like deference being, you know, kind of mm-hmm. generous and nice and humble. Um, but no, Christian McCaffrey has been incredible. Um, let's see. There's an insane stat. This was courtesy of Steven Ruiz. The 49ers have been um, at a blocking advantage when it comes to like more blockers than defenders. Only 27% of their snaps. Mm. And still, right? The, and still he The gets second the lowest is the Titans with at 52% of their snaps. So, like, when they run the football, it does not need to be an advantage. It could be man-on-man or man-disadvantage, and they run the ball really well. And some of that is also just the ways in which Christian McCaffrey can make this really make this go well. I mean, he's doing a lot, and you you can almost, in a way, isolate the offensive line from the way that they do it. He is so very good. He's so good, and a lot of people forget how he wound up with the 49ers when everybody thought, oh, wait a minute – uh, Carolina overpaid him. He was very good at Carolina, but then he got hurt all the time. He's always hurt, and now he's overpaid because he's all these running backs always break down. Well, guess what? He he renegotiated his contract that off season a year ago, where it was less money up front. It was a less money up against the cap. So the 49ers happened to know this, and at the trade deadline a year ago, they stole him. Where everybody was like. Well, Christian McCaffrey makes too much money. He could never fit under anybody's cap, and he's still hurt. He wasn't hurt no more, and his salary fit under the cap last year because he had quietly renegotiated it in the offseason. Somebody, the 49ers, did their homework. 
There you go. Uh, Defense Player of the Year, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons. I, I all wish show it up. was Mike. It's going to be Miles Garrett. It's going to be Arlington, uh, Lamar, Arlington Martin's own. Miles Garrett, deservedly so. He's been leading the Cleveland Browns defense for years. This year, he's getting it all done. He's the number one overall pick in the draft for A&M back in the day. Way to go, Miles. I can see it. I mean, also the ways in which the defense has been forward-facing on that team has really led them forward. And that, that's an 11-win team right now. Yeah. And they have started four different quarterbacks. It will be five once Jeff Driscoll starts for them. This And so you can't really, as much as Joe Flacco has had a good return to uh, NFL football, you can really point to the way that that defense goes. And that defense doesn't go without Miles Garrett. So I, I can absolutely see that. I heard this. I, I can't remember where I heard it on the air as a network or something. They said, you know that old commercial, I mean, you know that commercial with Emmitt Smith, Dan Marino, um, uh, Randy Moss, yeah. and, and Jerry Rice, and they're old, but they're back in the league and they're running plays. They said that's where Cleveland found Joe Flacco. He was sitting on the bench asleep. He's like, I can still do this. <laughs> he did. He was falling asleep at halftime on yeah. Thursday Night Football a couple weeks back. Sure was. But, but it's like, hey, dog. It's, like, it's dude, past my bedtime. Dude done found something. The fountain of youth? He was like, look, I'll come back out there in a second. Let me catch about five minutes of Z's right quick. I'll I wonder be back how sore he is. It Ooh, is age. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine it's there. But also, you do this enough, you understand how this goes. Mm-hmm. and He knows. You'll, you'll deal with the soreness later. Uh, how they, about they ring while they can. How about some of these other ones? Uh, Coach of the Year, is there anybody that you feel particularly good about? Stefanski has been a favorite when it comes to I'm betting odds for Stefanski this. I'm going to say because look, four quarterbacks. There's that. Don't forget the likes of D'Amico Ryans, head coach of the Texans. Yeah. The Colts, Shane Steichen, who yeah. has not been without a quarterback that anybody particularly mm-hmm. talks to or mm-hmm. talks good about in um, Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Shanahan, is there any? Uh, you're you're Shanahan's still leaning to it. It's always got to be somebody has done something and nobody thought. Even when Jimmy Johnson got yeah. it for the Cowboys, it was on a nine and seven year. It wasn't the year they went to the Super Bowl. It wasn't like he. It was like wow, he took a one and fifteen team and got him a nine and seven sure in the enough. playoffs. Sure so enough. I'm looking at Stefanski only because nobody saw this coming. They're like, okay, they lost the quarterback. Deshaun Watson ain't playing that well anyway. Oh my, wait a minute, the defense. How far can you go? It's only the Brownies. They're not going anywhere. As much as I like what they did down in Houston, mm-hmm. at least, don't get me wrong, it's a big, my, a big surprise. And the quarterback, C.J. Stroud, yeah. he's for real. Yep. I just think that when you got a solid quarterback, you got a better chance than going through four. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, – look, I, Stefanski probably wins it. I kind of like these AFC South coaches – I really like what Shane Steichen has done as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's mm-hmm. it's really shown up in a big way. Mm-hmm. I could give it to I, I I would like whoever the winner of that of that matchup is Texans Colts to get it. But mm-hmm. I I understand and I really do appreciate what Kevin Stefanski has done. And so like I think it's fair that he'll get it. There's defense rookie of the year, offense rookie of the year. Um, so which which one of those do I feel like both of those feel very easy. Defense of the rookie of the year probably goes to Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle. Yep. I don't know that there's anybody else that I would immediately think of. Mm-mm. Offensive rookie of the year, is there anybody you could think of besides Puka Nukua who has become like With a, the Rams? Oh, uh, he looks like he's going to be a future number one, if not number one, right now he for the Rams. Maybe save their season a little bit. You know, as they were trying to get things together. They've the had a part. lot of players that have he played. Was the only up. one is solid. Like they were supposed to be still. You know, you know, looking, yeah, exactly, regrouping from the F them picks era, and exactly, they they've had players, and really, it really has just been like with the draft picks that they had, they have hit in very like 
obviously Puka Nakua is the one that shows up in a big way. But if you really go down and like do the deep dive, all of those draft picks that they had this past season have they given hit. them something, they and that's hit. what you need any year, right? Mm-hmm. You if you get if you get a big hit on a draft, you you can do something special. Uh, how about this? As we continue, the more uh, big questions that are going to be answered in Week 18, the final week of the NFL. Um, they say they would have put Stroud as offensive player, rookie of the year, if he didn't get hurt, and that's possible. But that happened. But he's played so well, and he is a quarterback. I wonder if he ultimately. I like him still a lot. Don't get me wrong. I like him a lot. I shouldn't even. You know what? If I was, if I, if I want to coin flip it, he'd be the other side of the coin. This is tough from the two and four. They said Puka should have been in MVP talks. I don't think so. No. Like in order for a, a wide receiver to be in MVP talks ahead of their quarterback, yards. you gotta have two thousand yards. Yeah, you have to be. You have to do something incredible, something notable, and something. It's that you like can, when yeah, Adrian put on Peterson paper. got the MVP. He had 2,000 yards rushing. Yeah. You have to do something exceptional, like, like historic. It's kind of like, like when um, uh, old boy with the New York, Je- New York Yankees hit all them home runs, broke the record. Aaron, yeah, Judge. Aaron Judge. When Aaron Judge, that's the They're only like, I reason. I guess we can, give, we can give you the MVP over Shohei. That's fine. That's what I'm saying. I was saying Shohei is doing something. But guess what? He broke the damn record. Yeah. That's why That's why you give it to I him. I hear it. All right, how about this? More As we answer more questions or talk about some more questions that will be answered at the end of this NFL season. Will any more coaches get fired? So Josh McDaniels, Brandon Staley, Frank Reich are the three that we have seen get fired thus far. Do yeah. you feel like, are there this any more the that last. you're like, yeah, that, yeah you, you, you lose you your You know job. the risk of the uh, Washington commandos. <laughs> Ron Rivera. Rivera. That one feels on. like it's a done deal. It's a done deal. They just didn't want to embarrass him and who else going to put in there and let him play it out. This team ain't going nowhere. And they bring in a whole new staff, probably change the name, maybe change it back to the Washington football team. I mean, who knows? Magic them going to do what they're going to do this offseason, and he won't be a part of it. There's that one. Um, Bill Belichick, how do you feel on that one? You think you think he's done there? It's, I it's, don't think – you know what? It's possible. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not that – he needs to retire is what he needs to do, but he ain't going to do that because – He's kind of like Tom Landry. Tom Landry's like, I can't leave it like this. Because he told Tex Tram he's going to retire, and he didn't. Because he said, I can't leave it like this. I want to leave on top. Everybody don't get to walk away on top. And I think Belichick, I think he's still going to be there. And if you had a different owner, maybe he would move on or get fired. But I think, you know, fans might want him gone. But and just like Landry, right? I'm telling you, I kid you not, around here in the late 80s, everybody wanted Landry gone here and retire. Yeah. Because it was a mess. And then when Jerry fired him, how dare you fire him? <laughs> He's a legend. I worked Robert out okay. Kraft ain't going down that path. It worked out okay, though. It worked out, it worked out brilliant. It worked out okay, though. <laughs> just put, just put, putting guys in the ring of honor. Oh, you know? even when the, Jerry didn't win the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, but he's still firing me. <laughs> I, I just can't let him go there. Well, look, man, they've, they've had a good stretch. It just it feels like he might he might not still have that, that situation. We'll see. Go to uh, the Chargers, man. Real quick before we go, the final question. Who is getting uh, the second pick in the draft? Because, obviously, the Bears have pick mm-hmm. one locked up courtesy of the Carolina Panthers. There are three teams, if I remember correctly, sitting at that four and twelve mm-hmm. right now, uh, including the Washington Commandos, who currently have like the heads up, uh, the, the, I guess the tiebreaker in all those situations. Cowboys gonna beat them. So you, we it's feel like be, it's locked it's, into it's, this it's Washington. Washington. Put it like this: Remember how uh, Lovey Smith messed over Houston and won that damn last game, but it, um, and but led them for, to the, led them for, to their destiny. But fortunately for them, Carolina did not pick. C.J. Stroud. 
You follow me? Oh, I forget the they were they had the, they were gonna get that pick and they were mad as hell. Lovey knew he was a placeholder. They were gonna fire him. He was mad. He said, I'm gonna play to win this game. Hello? Chicago got that pick. Think about that. And Lovey, of course, you to coach the Bears too. Wait, I feel like I'm wrong in that because it seems like the Cardinals lost to the Commandos in week one. So I think that that would get the the Cardinals the second overall pick. Hmm. Ultimately, it is hmm. going to be interesting to see who ends up coming up with that. And, I mean, if they go with that quarter, I imagine they go with that quarterback because it's, of. It's, it's very tradable. Whoever's going to get that second pick is going to be a quarterback. And who wants the quarterback more? You know what I'm saying? It depends on which team winds up wanting a quarterback or wants the assets, wants the draft picks or other players involved. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to get answers to all those questions as week 18 rolls through. So we're we're looking forward to seeing all those things over Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday. Look, man, football, if you love it, when the stakes get high, it gets interesting. And there's some stakes on this week. So looking forward to watching all of that unfold this weekend, including the Cowboys versus the Watch the Commandos. That's going to be Sunday, mm-hmm. 3.25 first kick. Is that the right time? Right mm-hmm. in there. But 12.30 pregame right here on your home of your Dallas Cowboys 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next on The Get Right, we go around the association where uh, the Lakers might be trouble in paradise. And a really interesting uh, quote from Clay Thompson that I want to break down. We'll do all of that next on The Fan. So the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks for rocking with us on this Thursday evening. Uh, currently in action, your Dallas Stars lead the uh, visiting Colorado Avalanche at the AAC 2-1. to one. Currently on a power play, in fact. So looking to possibly stretch that lead. Unless I'm missing something uh, on this replay. No, yep, yep, yep. I did miss it. Another third goal on that power play. Mm, nice. So, there you go. Three to one lead in favor of your Woo-hoo. stars. Doing a good job against a a, a good opponent yeah, in the Colorado uh, in Avalanche. In fact, the, the Avs have won 24. Stars won 22 games so far. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, again, we'll keep you up to date what's happened there. And hopefully um, we'll see the stars continue and hold on to that lead to get Another win uh, on this season. Uh, it's the get right right here on 105 through the fan. Uh, coming up in, I don't know, about 20 minutes, we'll have some CA stories, confidential. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, we go around the association, talk about some NBA uh, basketball things. And CA, I'll let you do a little choose your own adventure here. We can talk a little bit about what's happening with Darvin Ham and the Lakers, their coaching situation. We can break down this Clay Thompson audio. Uh, which one of those would you like to get to first? Let's start with D. Ham. Yeah, Darvin Ham has come up, been the uh, focus of a Sham Sharania report mm-hmm. today. And the timing is kind of interesting because, uh, you know, the, the Lakers have not, they, they're on a, lost nine of their last 12 games. Streak. They haven't done nothing since the NBA Cup. They yeah, won. they won See, the Lucius, NBA Lucius Cup in the in-season the building, tournament. Man. Yeah, shout out to Lucius doing that hard work uh, after doing a five-hour show and doing a little prep before that. And then doing some post show uh, breakdown, he, he's he's put Grinding. in a good day of work. Um, a guy who who needs to be grinding a little bit more apparently is Darvin Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, after their last loss last night, um, LeBron James got up and left without talking to the media. Something that's very unusual for a man of his stature in the NBA and a dude who knows the media things. Did he do like he did in the meme where he puts sunglasses on and grabs a briefcase and just quietly walks out? I don't know exactly because I didn't get the video of that, but as it was described, it seemed like basically that's what happened. Yeah. He grabbed his stuff, got up out of there, and coincidentally, we get reports, uh, and Sham Sharania of The Athletic made sure to let us know 
They got this reporting from six different store sources. They wanted you to know. This ain't just one person let us know this. This is a lot of folks. And apparently what they're knowing is that uh, Darvin Ham is in question in the locker room and has some you know disconnect with the players. And, CA, one thing that you know, there's only 15 players on a NBA roster. Mm-hmm. And so with that being the case, it's so few dudes, it's easy to lose that locker room. It really is. And put it like this. LeBron is LeBron James, so you know he approved of the hire. I thought I thought Darvin Ham did a great job last year. People forget he led them to the Western Conference Finals. They just won the NBA Cup, that interseason tournament. Yes, sir. And, of course, they got the target on their back because guess what? Y'all are the Lakers. But what's making all the Lakers fan base mad and maybe that locker room mad is you got a healthy Anthony Davis, you got a healthy LeBron, and, and healthy you ain't going to win. Healthy Anthony Davis who's playing well. He's yes. also He's also been playing, living up to and that potential. And they basically worked their roster where they could bring most of the people back. Yeah, that's that. I think that is the real heart of the concern with Darvin Ham is that that's a team they brought a lot of guys back and they really were you know talking about continuity. Mm-hmm. And with that being the case, he has had, I believe, 10 different starting lineups this season. And he also, when we talk about all those different starting lineups, a lot of times those have not included uh, some of the guys that you had in continuity and some of the guys that you probably consider your third or fourth best players on these teams when you talk about Austin, Austin Reeves, Reeves and Rui Hachimura. Mm-hmm. And Rui has missed a little time with injury, but it starts to call in question, hey, man, if you're losing so much, and you're making what, what? What's happened with your decision making? Because the decisions don't seem to make sense, and you're not getting results. Like there's something to say for oh. if you're the decision maker and you're mm-hmm. making unorth- unorthodox mm-hmm. decisions, but it's working. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess we got to give you some leeway. If you're making unorthodox decisions and it's not working, you, you're liable to get people that look at you like, "Hey, dog, what the bleep are you doing?" And it is one of the highest profile uh, teams in all the sports. Yep, it, you might as well call them the the Cowboys of the NBA, and everybody's got a hot opinion. The crazy thing about it is it worked last year for him. Yeah. I mean, again, he's going through the injuries, mostly with street clothes, who's out. And I love Anthony Davis. I, I wish he was healthy all the time. Because I have mad respect for Anthony Davis. But let me tell you, and LeBron too, but you got to win. Yeah. And I love Darvin Ham. His wife is from Dallas. They have family here in Dallas. He spends his summers here in Dallas. D. Ham is my guy with the Texas Tech. He knows you get to win. And so with that being the case, big uh, down stretch for them and skid here. And now you get like national attention. As you, I mean, obviously yours always national attention, but national attention in this particular way mm-hmm. with stories written up. You think he can come back from this? It's hard to say because you got to win. It's, that's, it's hard. Again, the only leeway he's got is they went to the Western Conference Finals last year. And during this season, they started off okay because they went and won the damn NBA Cup. And for them, that's nice. They got the banner hanging up in the in the stable center. So can he come back from this? Yeah, anything's possible. But put it like this, the pressure is intense right now. Yeah. Um, some pressure is also intense on the, you know, Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, they have oh, yeah. been missing Draymond Green due to suspension, and they, there's not been an indefinite timetable for him. Yeah, Steve Kerr said we'll, we're giving him his, his space. Well, the space is is, you know, kind of – shortening a little bit as he's missing his 11th straight game tonight as they're facing the Nuggets. However, reports are telling ESPN that, um, you know, he's expected to return to the facility in the coming days to start ramping up to returning to play. So, I mean, I don't know exactly what that means, but it does seem like he's nearing the end of whatever that indefinite suspension is supposed to be with 
the kind of counseling the, aspect of I it. I was about to say the counseling. So the counselor's turning into receipts. I, and I Adam, guess. Adam Silver's going to have a little sit down with him and say, have you learned anything, Draymond? Can we get rid of the violent outbursts? Because they are violent. Yeah, but this is the tough On thing. the street, he get whooped. Yeah, the tough or thing. Or he get a fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's one of the things that does think about uh, the older NBA as much as, you know, there's a lot of things that have definitely gotten better about NBA basketball play. There's something to be said for knowing that at any given time somebody might yoke you up or hit mm-hmm. you in your mouth. And you wonder if that would affect this. But I, I think there's something to be said for the ways in which there's not really a good way of being able to um, to judge, engage uh, what rehabilitation actually looks like in this case. Yeah, it's just, it's like I said, the receipts, the paperwork. It's, yeah. it's vague. Yeah. All he can say is, well, I... I went to see the psychiatrist, and I, I'm going to work on my mentals, and there's some things I've been at work. That's all he can do is say some right things, and you have to hope that his behavior changes. Because, again, he's been doing this forever. Especially if he's it's not, not taking like accountability. It's not like it's recent. Yeah. yeah. Um, as long as he says, I know what the problem is, it's with me, as opposed to y'all don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, you can say I know what the problem is. Now the issue is not just knowing, is also fixing it and not doing that anymore. Because ultimately, that's the responsibility that the league has to make sure that that's not happening to other players and such. And so the question again, you you raised it. How do you know it's fixed? And that's one of the issues with making the punishment into rehabilitation because now the onus is on the league to make mm-hmm. sure that he's re- rehabilitated. Mm-hmm. We'll see, ultimately. And it seems like sooner rather than later, as in the next few days, he's expected to return to the facility, start ramping up. Um, elsewhere around the NBA, and actually this is kind of still there because it's with the Warriors, and Clay Thompson gave kind of a really introspective response um, when, you know, kind of talking about his struggles as, you know, as a player. At one point, he was one of the best, if not the best, 3 and D players in the league, and he's not that anymore. He's 33 years of age. Mm-hmm. He's getting to a place in his career where, you know, maybe just maybe you have to start considering this in a different way. And he, after their game, I believe uh, – a couple days ago, or maybe last night, I can't remember exactly when they played, uh, he said this. I thought this was really interesting. Well, Steve and I had actually had a great conversation yesterday, and uh, that helped me relax a lot. Sometimes I forget just how successful and how lucky I've been to be a part of championship teams and all-star games and gold medals. When you want to get back to that level so badly, you could kind of get in your own way. And rather than forcing it, we had a conversation about just enjoying this last chapter of my career and how lucky I truly am to still be playing this game and doing it at a high level and being a better mentor for the young guys, leading by example, and having my energy right every game. And he helped me realize I do have negative energy, how that affects the team in a poor manner. So. We had a great conversation that just helped me change my whole mindset and forget about shooting splits or points per game or all-star games. And just to enjoy being in this Warriors uniform and appreciate what we built because it's such a rare opportunity for any professional athlete to be a part of so much success and to try and pass that torch to the younger guys and keep this thing going. That's Clay Thompson uh, after the game. I don't know why it sounded like they turned the AC up to a thousand, but uh, you can hear that fan. Yeah, it, I, I let me ask you, what did you hear there? Because it very much sounded to me like a player that is coming to terms with the, where they are in their career and not fighting against uh, that anymore. Ding, ding, ding! You've nailed it. I think he realizes that his contract's up at the end of the year. He may not even be a part of the Golden State Warriors anymore. Yeah, everybody knows the dynasties at the tail end of it. Steph's still Steph, 
But the rest of it, Steve Kerr, how long is he going to stick around? Draymond's losing his damn mind. Uh, Charles Barkley said Draymond's acting like he did when he was playing for the Rockets, which shows you, he said, I was old, I couldn't do what I used to do, and I was taking that out on everybody else. Then you look at the fact that they lost their general manager over the summer. He's doing some TV now. It's not the same group anymore. They, they, they traded away some more players. This is not the teams that, that had a dynasty. And so Clay is like, and I'm not shooting well this year. Yeah, but I mean, for him individually, you mentioned it's a contract year, and even being, you know, being 33, mm-hmm. there's something that I, I, and I think you said everybody knows, and I imagine when you're in there, you can't operate in that place where it's like, oh, well, it's just over. You have to fight against it. I feel like players all the time are talking about how, you know, you just got to fight against whatever anybody says and all those types of things. And it's kind of interesting to hear a player of, you know, in his place um, that is probably fighting for another opportunity at a relatively big contract because he has one big bite at the apple. Yep. And to then be like talking terms where he's like, I am now going to switch the switch, uh, take the, you know, kind of switch my focus into being more of a mentor and kind of letting go he of knows. just being that competitive guy. You called it. He knows. But that's incredible that he said it out loud because it feels like he's a classy guy. Man. Yeah. It feels like more and more, you know, players are fighting further against farther time to be like, I mm-hmm. want to be the competitor and I want to compete late in. And it seems like he's like, hey, man, I'm I'm willing to change this role, especially for a player of his magnitude. We talk about that with guys who are just like, right. that's how you have to stay in the league. Right. And in theory, that's not how he has to stay in the league, but he's making that decision. You know what? You said something earlier that I think he has lived even further. Okay. You talked about Kyrie and his self-reflection and about that ankle injury. Well, Clay Thompson had two years worth of rehab he had to go through, and he was doing the introspective thing for two years. So in other words – He's not just straight-up warrior and, oh, I see my skills declining. He had to fight hard, and they extended him through those injuries. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they owed it to him. He got him some rings. Talking about the organization. They were loyal to him. He's just being real. In other words, he's not saying, ego, I, you know, I don't, I, you know, all of a sudden it hit me. No, he's realized he tried everything he could to have the career he's had, and that last ring, he earned it hard. Because he wasn't just a part of it. He helped lead them to a ring that nobody saw coming. I'm talking about the, the one two years ago. So, yeah, I, I just I found that to be interesting hearing yeah. a player. And a, a one one that's as decorated as he is, but also is kind of in that in that middle ground, yeah. be, you know, real res- reflective in that way. Before we go around the association, I want to get this mm-hmm. in real quick. Because we got the first dump of votes for all-star voting in the NBA. Yes, we're on the same page. That's what I was thinking. Perfect. Uh, your top two vote-getters in all of the NBA, LeBron James and Giannis Adetokounmpo. Is that con- that, I don't think that uh, is surprising right. to anyone. Right. Um, Giannis actually getting the most votes, 2.2 uh-huh. million, million thereabouts. LeBron at a nice even, about 2 million. Luka Doncic leads all, uh, all backcourt players in the West. When it comes to votes, 1.45 million votes. So LeBron, or sorry, uh, Luca in a very good place, but uh, I think he's. When we talk about all voters, there's one, two, three, four, five, five, six voters who are getting more votes than him. Them in being both conferences and all, yeah, East all the way West. across. Right. Here's the interesting note: He's leading the guards in the West. Yes, he is in front of Steph and SGA. Yes, sir. But here's what's wild: Kyrie is number five. And James Harden is only in front. It's like Luca, then Steph, then SGA, then Harden, and then Kyrie. Yeah, and of course, remember that this ultimately is all the voting only is going to matter for starters. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyrie is pretty far off there in that regard, unfortunately. Right. But I mean, I, I think that is good that he's getting that level of acknowledgement because mm-hmm. um, Kyrie exists in this place where we understand he's a star in this league, and some people would you know classify a superstar. 
And so with all the, the things that have happened with him in the last, I don't know, two years, three mm-hmm. years, it's interesting and it's good that people are still recognizing his acumen on the court. Here's the thing on the breakdown, like you are talking about the starters, they're calling it front court and guards. Yeah. That's how they're breaking it down. The leading vote getter, this is the first round of these uh, all-star announcements. Yes. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, leading guard in the East right now. Yes. And you already mentioned Giannis, the front court player in the, in the East, and LeBron, front court player in the West. And, and then, Luka. of course, Luka leads mm-hmm. all backcourt players in the West. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we'll get you some CA stories, confidential. CA, where are we going? I'll tell you something. I watched, that, I watched the Dave Chappelle special on Netflix, and it gave me some flashbacks. Because, yes, I had Dave Chappelle in studio down the street a few years ago, back in the day. Next, I want to fight through the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. To get right right here on 105 through the fan, Reginald Datatula, Chris Arnold here with you. We got you down. Uh, they've headed to the second intermission at the AAC. Unfortunately, the score is 3-2. to two. Mm. Still in favor of your stars, but, uh, you know, uh, allowing a power play goal for Wedgwood. for the, uh, the Avs. Yeah, man, Wedgwood, a shot goes in there in the crease. He's just not able to... Get a hold of it and freeze in the ball or the puck rather slides underneath them. They it, punch it in and three two. It wasn't even. It was a five hole, but it was an nutmeg. That's yeah. all. It was a nutmeg. Yeah, I mean that's the second, is a damn second goal that's gone between. Uh, I feel bad for the man. on this night. Yeah, it feels like ninth ninth start uh, he, between the pipes in I a can't row. Wait till I'm just back. I ought to come on back. Yeah, you you could tell that it's. I mean, at He's least just from weary, my estimation, man. yeah, he seems seems like he might just be weary in uh, in goal right now, but still. There is a lead for your Dallas Stars, 3-2. One more period to go. We'll keep you up to date with what's happening there. But right now, I'll turn it over to CA for some CA Stories Confidential. All right. Appreciate you, Rich. Appreciate you, Dave. Appreciate you, Ross. Appreciate all the Tolos. Let me tell you something. Last night, after I got back from the Mavericks game, I was not sleepy. So I turned on Netflix to watch the Dave Chappelle special, The Dreamer. Dave Chappelle is not for everybody, but he is truly a comedy genius. And he told all kinds of stories, including the story about how he got attacked on stage at the Hollywood Bowl by that guy that just jumped out of the crowd. Yeah. 
and then how backstage, I mean, it was, it's a hilarious story, but that's just one of them. But I was having all these flashbacks because I got some history with Dave Chappelle. I mean, I'm who gonna, don't you have history with this Man, this it's, time flies, that's all I can say. <laughs> so Dave Chappelle, the last time I talked, last time I saw him, he bought me a margarita. Oh. And what happened was this. Eric Your got, choice or his choice? I, I, he said, what can I get you? I said, okay, got I, you. margarita. There you go. Okay, Erica Badu would have a birthday party at the Bomb Factory in Deep Ellum. Now, now referred to as the factory. Yeah, now the factory. But, yeah. So she has this birthday party. And this one year, just a couple of years ago, uh, before the pandemic, she has this birthday party. And her sister got me tickets. to Me and Erica tight, too. But I was like, I'm not going to beat it down with some tickets. I wonder if we were at the same show. Common was there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Three Stacks was there. Yeah, Dre came through. Yeah. It was in the whole stage. Yeah. I was up on stage. Uh-huh. Yeah. Were you there? I was there. I was, look, I wasn't nowhere near the stage. Like, okay. I'm not, I, I don't got it like you, C.A. Right, right. So, shout out to uh, Erica. Again, I know, been knowing Erica since from way back when. So, her home. sister got, yeah, yeah, her sister got me some tickets. Uh, by the way, her business manager slash lawyer, Ward White, he is a Tola. What's up, Ward? He's probably listening right now. Okay. And Lucia, I got Lucius and his wife some tickets. So, we go to the show. And I catch up with them. We're on the floor. You know, I ain't no seats on the floor. Just everybody standing yeah, it's, around. it's standing. And standing I said, and Lucy said, you think we can get backstage? I said, you just never know. Let me see. I said, I don't know. Let me, let me, I don't know who the security is. You know, people be tripping sometimes. Yeah, I don't care who you are. We can't have nobody backstage. Right. So I said, let me go upstairs and see what's going on. Because backstage at the factory is like upstairs, these opera seat areas where the little party VIP area. Mm-hmm. See so if we can get your VIP area, right? So I go back there, security guy. No, hey, Chris, come on, man. I'm like, okay. So I'm I'm in the VIP part, and that's leads the backstage. Oh, so you, you did the I'll go in and I'll come back and get you. I said, I'm gonna see if I can come back and get you. Lucius mad at me. <laughs> that to never this day. works. It, it literally never works. Never works. Lucius, I'm <laughs> me and Val are looking on the stage, and there you are on the stage. <laughs> Just with smiling, everybody else. Having a good time. Yeah, not like, coming yeah. to get me. Well, you know, so thing breaks down and she finished her performance and everybody, you know, he she have all kind of local artists up there on the stage. Yeah. You know? And you with the VIP area, you know, like at the bar back there and Chappelle's back the day Chappelle was the MC. Chappelle's buying drinks for everybody. He's like, hey, what you need, man? Because again, it's not like we tight, but he we don't run across. He's like, I, I, I know your face. I know your face. I may not be able to tell you exactly well, who you are, but here in Dallas, you, you, that's my guy from Dallas. Yep. Here's why it goes back. Okay, the first time, okay, you know how you listen to Sean and RJ, and every now and then a performer that's performing at the improv, they'll bring the comedian over, he's here. Well, we do that at K104 all the time. Absolutely. And this has been going on since the 90s, right? So Nanette Lee, who was on the Skip Murphy and Company Morning Show, she's a comedian, she's always the improv. She had Fat Tuesday all the time. Well, Dave Chappelle was performing at the improv before he did Chappelle's show. Mm-hmm. He had a movie called Half Baked. I it think I've just heard came of it. out. <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> Chappelle comes over to K104 and I invite him down the street, down the dial while I was doing my sports talk show. So me and Corby. And have him in studio. And he's talking about half baked. That's his that was his first little thing he was getting started with. Yep. So I'm watching last night his Netflix and he's telling these stories and some kind of happened similar. He does, he does. My talk show, the sports talk show. He's the, on K104. Me and, we go, I go to the uh, improv, see him perform, me and Nanette. And Nanette said, Dave, why don't you hang out with me and Chris? We go to this little club down the street in Addison, on Addison, on uh, Addison Road. 
I forgot the name of the place now. People who know, it's like Beltline and Addison Road. And it was hopping. It was a place to be. So we go in there. Dave goes in there. We get this little table. Dave disappears. They're like, where's Chappelle go? Right. I'm looking around for him. And then I said, he's probably walking around. You know, he's trying to check out the vibe. He's, you know, he's from D.C. He ain't from around here. Right, right, right. And the place is crowded, jumping, music, DJ's on point. He might just be having himself a good time. We'll see. All of a sudden, I find him in the corner. He fired up a joint. I'm like, hey. <laughs> and you can't do that. Dave, it's, it's not like that here. This, it's not like that. You just can't. <laughs> he said, oh, man, I just had to. I had to relax, man. <laughs> I relaxed, man. Man, I got to relax. The brand is strong. He was like, I, I, I do what I do. So I was like, I was thinking about that last night. And then I, I was also thinking about, because this is a special called The Dreamer. And he's telling these different kind of stories. Well, I was also thinking about when he gave up his Chappelle show yeah. on Comedy Central. Literally, the weekend before he left, this buddy of mine named Justin said, hey, let's go see Chappelle. I said, it's all showed out. I said, my hookup is good, but I don't know if I can get both of us there. Right, yeah. I, I, see, I'm never the guy. I don't try to flex up because I'm not going to say I can do something I cannot do. That is true. I've so I seen said, Justin, I don't, I don't think I can pull this off. I said, because he's, he's Comedy Central. He's, he's big. You know, and it's all the shows are sold out for the weekend. I don't use that card. I might be able to get me. I don't know if I can get both of us in. He said, all right, let me see what I can do. And he got lucky because, lo and behold, they added another show that Sunday night because David sold out the whole weekend. Right. He added another show. We get there. Dave has got a touring bus. And we get there for this extra Sunday show that started at 10 o'clock at night. Sunday night. My goodness. I got to do a K104 morning show. You know, I got to get up at 4.30 in the morning to be there at 5, right? Right. It's already 10 o'clock. Dave's having a good time. The show, I mean, he's doing his set, but it's so much fun. He's ad-libbing. He's just adding on. He said, you know what? I'm having so much fun. I ain't ready to leave town. And by the way, Comedy Central bought me this damn bus. And I'm just, you know, because in his mind, he's he, they're trying to convince him to sign this $50 million yeah. a year contract. Yep. He's like, man, I don't know. Y'all, I'm just take questions. So everybody started asking him. And people who were there, and there might be some Tolos that were there that night, that last extra show. The weekend before he ran off to Africa. He's talking about Comedy Central. He's talking about Charlie Murphy. He's talking about his cast. He's talking about the bits. He's talking about, I could go on and on and on and on. Wow. And then he disappeared. And everybody thought he had lost his mind, and he didn't. He did not like the fact that there were suits laughing at him Instead of with him. In other words, they felt like his show, he felt like they were looking at it as a minstrel show. Yeah. And it, he, you know, he's like, no, nah, it's deeper than that. But you obviously can't sell it. I can't understand the deep. Everything worked itself out. Don't get me wrong. Years later, and I, I got the audio. I should have ran this audio, but I, I didn't have it right now. Maybe do it later on or something. We got, we, we'll find some so time back, to circle so, back. So, so, so literally in 2004, Prince comes to town, and Prince is friends with Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. We had Prince on the phone, and I asked him about Dave Chappelle and the sketch. The yeah. sketch. And Prince talked about it because he actually talked to Dave about it. And on the cover of, he released a special CD of a song or one of his new songs. And he has Dave Chappelle dressed up like Prince with pancakes. And then Prince told me about the pancake story.
Maybe I'll play that before we get out of here. Okay, we'll circle back around. Because we, we run out of time. We'll yeah, get that in the final call, maybe. We got, time, we got some time over the course of the remainder of the show. We got you till 11. Tolo from 972, got it right. Beltline Road, Addison Road, the quarter bar. Yeah, around the corner from the rim prop. That was it. There you go. Not, we weren't in Memphis with the quarter bar. Yeah, j- just know, CA, mm-hmm. these stories are for real. There's people that can verify it out there in the world. We appreciate you rocking with us here on the Get Right on 105 Through the Fan. Appreciate you for some more CA stories. Confidential, CA. Uh, coming up next, we talk to the homie uh, and a Fox. Oh, uh, sorry, NFL on Fox podcast, Fox Sports. It's Dave Hellman. We'll do that next on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.